Thank you, everybody, for your patience. Uh, thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference call. This call will provide an update of current runoff conditions as well as status updates from the Kansas City and Omaha districts as well as the National Weather Service. These calls will be held each Thursday at 3 p.m. through the month of August. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with Basin residents. We place all our news releases on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil and, and our social media sites at NWDUSACE. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. And I think we've been through the rest of that today. Um, our agenda for today's call is called the Northwestern Division, Mr. Tom Brady. From the National Somebody's phone is creating feedback. You may want to mute your phone. From the National Weather Service, Mr. Kevin Lau. From Missouri River Water Management Division, Mr. John Remus. From the Kansas City District, Mr. Chris Perzer in Water Management, and Mr. Judd Kneven, Chief of Emergency Management. And from the Omaha District, Mr. Matt Kratsky, Chief of Emergency Management. These updates will be followed by a question and answer session. And calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. I will turn the call over to Mr. Tom Brady. Are you there, Tom? Yes, I am. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tom Brady. I'm with the Readiness and Contingency Operations Office for the Northwestern Division, representing the Corps of Engineers' activities under Public Law 8499 for flood control and coastal emergencies. To date, we have over 150 requests for <coughs> spanning over 850 miles of damaged levees, of which over 100 requests have already been determined as eligible for repairs under the 8499 program. Both, uh, somebody please mute your mic. Somebody put the phone on hold. Ah, okay, we'll keep going. Both Omaha and Kansas City districts have moved forward with their field assessments and access to breaches for initial and temporary repairs. These ground-based assessments will be used to estimate funding requirements and if repairs are economically feasible. Under PL 8499 authorities, we will continue to provide any recovery support until all repairs are complete. In conjunction with our repair activities, we remain prepared to assist with additional flood fighting efforts where needed. We continue to meet with lo local, state, and federal officials and lawmakers to ensure they understand what is happening on the ground and what our capabilities and limits are in moving forward with the ongoing future rehabilitation projects. This week in particular, we conducted briefings with uh, the regional congressional delegation 
the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Civil Works, Dr. Uh, Mr. R.D. James, visited the area to gain boots-on-the-ground assessment of the damage and recovery action. Uh, he was joined by the USACE uh, Deputy Commander for Civil and Emergency Operations, that's uh, Major General Scott Spellman, and our Commander, uh, Brigadier General uh, Helminger, to meet with Senators from Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, and Missouri to update them on our flood recovery actions and associated needs. I will now turn to our Omaha and Kansas City districts who will be able to further amplify current and anticipated activities in their areas of responsibility. I think uh, Matt Kraske, uh, you're up next. Apologize to everybody for the mood music. Um, somebody has placed their call on hold, and uh, unfortunately, if they're on hold, there's not much we can do about it. Okay, hey, Eileen, this is Matt. Can you hear me? No. Oh, Eileen, this is Matt from the Omaha District. Can you hear me? Yeah, we've, yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. All right. Hello, my name's Matt Kraske. I'm the Readiness Branch Chief with the Army Corps of Engineers here in the Omaha District. Uh, our news last week was the closure of the L575A breach north of Percival. As a point of clarity, I just want to uh, clarify that when we indicate a breach is closed, that is only one phase of the process. Closure is to stop water flow, but there's still much work to be done on the systems to make them fully operational and able to perform as originally designed. For 575A, for example, we're moving into phase two, which will involve increasing the width of the sand berm from roughly 50 feet to about 500 feet at the base. For Levy L611614 near Council Bluffs, which we closed about two weeks ago now, we are now expanding the sand berm pad along the setback to both fill in the large scour hole that was left and to begin fortifying the levee to a 25-year level of protection. By next week, we'll be ready to place a clay cap over the sand and we expect to have this system fully restored by late July. For levee breach 575B west of Hamburg, Iowa, we anticipate completing construction of the revetment today. The revetment is essentially replacing the riverbank that was eroded away during the flood. Once in place, this revetment will reduce the water flow through the breach enough to allow the closure to be completed by mid-July. For levee L550 between Watson and Rockport, Missouri, the contractor has begun mobilizing on site this week. Swamp buggies and jet dredges that have been secured out of the state of Louisiana will be used to assist in moving some of the necessary materials into the breach. Engineering and design is nearly complete on Levy R616613 and also on Levy R613 south of Omaha, and a contract award is scheduled for mid to late July. We had originally expected the levee breach along L601 near River Mile 583 to be closed last week, but we experienced some unforeseen construction delays. We anticipate closure early next week. Also, currently work is ongoing on the construction of a haul road to the levee, and we expect that to be completed today. This road will allow us to get more equipment down to the breach site to aid in the placement of material. Also, we will be modifying our existing contract to allow for the closure of four breaches north of the one currently under construction. These breaches are located roughly near River Mile 584. 
While we are not awarding any contracts this week, we do anticipate a follow-on contract award for L575A and L575B to be awarded in the next couple of weeks. The contracts will be used to construct the levees on the sand berms currently under construction at these two breach locations to provide a 25-year level of flood risk reduction. Our Northwest Division Headquarters has approved 36 of the full Rehabilitation Project Inspection Reports, and there are six PIRs awaiting review and final approval. Additional rehab requests have come in from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Goose Creek and Sheridan, Wyoming, which I mentioned in last week's call. For regular updates on the repair efforts to flood control, control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil and click on the red levy status updates icon on the left side of the page. There you can track status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the Public Law 8499 program. As we continue to experience intermittent storms and increased precipitation, life safety is always our primary focus in our efforts to repair the levee system, and we continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to ensure the public is aware of the continued safety risks associated with the damaged levees. We appreciate your assistance in spreading this message and sharing in our responsibility to keep the public informed about the risks associated with the levees in general, especially during this recovery period. Thank you. This concludes my comments. Thanks, Matt. Hang on just a second. I think we have a solution for the hold music. Hey, okay. Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us for that. All right, we'll hand it over to the uh, Kansas City District. Chris Perzer will go first. Certainly. Thank, thank you, Judd. Uh, I'm Chris Perzer. I'm the Chief of the Water Management Section here in Kansas City. Um, today I will provide an update on current reservoir conditions within the Kansas City District and water management decisions moving forward. While we are monitoring and operating all 18 of our district reservoirs, we are primarily focused on reservoirs in the Lower Kansas Basin and the Osage Basin. We still have a significant amount of water stored in, these ten in the 10 reservoirs located within these two river basins. Lower Kansas Basin conditions. Uh, the following are this morning's is this morning's reservoir status. Milford, 93% uh, of flood control pool occupied. Petal Creek, 91% flood control pool occupied. Perry, 97%. Clinton, 71%. Tuttle Creek increased uh, from 8,000 CFS yesterday to 12,000 CFS today, with an anticipated increase tomorrow to 16,000 CFS. Travel time from Tuttle Creek to the Missouri River is approximately three or, three or more days. Milford releases remain unchanged today at 7,000 CFS, but will increase tomorrow to 8,000 CFS. Travel time from Milford to the Missouri River is four days or so. Releases from Perry 
reservoir will remain unchanged today at 4,000 CFS, but this will be increased tomorrow to 6,000 CFS. These releases uh, with adjustments as necessary will bring Milford, Tuttle, and Perry down to 80% flood control pool occupied on or about 9 July, after which releases are expected to continue to allow the pools to decline as the Missouri River at Waverly is, antici is anticipated to drop below 180,000 CFS by that time. It is, uh, it is critical that we make releases to restore flood control capacity to these projects. Uh, to date, there has not been an uncontrolled spill from any of the district projects. However, while at the current pool elevations, a single rain event can still fill any of these flood control pools and push one or more of these reservoirs into surcharge operations. Uh, we are currently only making low flow releases from Clinton Lake. Osage Basin conditions. The following are this morning's reservoir conditions. Pomona, 76%. Melbourne, 76%. Hillsdale, 82%. Stockton, 68%. Palm de Terre, 58%. And Truman, 72%. Uh, um, today, um, releases from Pomona and Melbourne remain unchanged at 2,000 CFS each. Um, also unchanged, Hillsdale remains at low. Uh, also unchanged, Stockton's is under a continuous generation, a, a continuous generation requirement. Um, Tom de Terre, similarly unchanged, releasing 3,000 CFS. Truman, uh, however, there was a slight reduction in outflows necessary this morning. So yesterday, the total release from Truman was 45,000 CFS, and, and today it is 42,000 CFS. This slight reduction was necessary uh, in order for us to remain uh, in, within our criteria for how we operate uh, off of the Osage River at St. Thomas. With today's small reduction in outflows at Truman, the Kansas Lake projects, Melbourne and Pomona, with their current releases may have to be reduced or eliminated in the next 24 to 36 hours as they uh, potentially exceed their allowable tandem balance release relationship with Truman. Truman's reductions were necessary, as I just stated, to, to keep us within criteria at St. Thomas. Their conditions at St. Thomas, however, are presently and have been for some time uh, influenced by backwater from the Missouri River at Herman. As the stage at Herman falls, this backwater effect on the Osage River at St. Thomas will diminish. As that happens, releases from Truman will be able to increase towards 50,000 CFS as we coordinate with Ameren, with Ameren to maintain St. Thomas at 54,000 CFS. Likewise, uh, Stockton and Palm de Terre releases continue to be impeded by backwater effects from Truman. Kansas City District continues to have engineers and lake project staff monitoring our dams daily at, at, and at 24 hours a day uh, under critical surveillance. 
through this monitoring, we can state that all Kansas City District dams are structurally sound and performing as designed. And that concludes my briefing. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Jed? Uh, good afternoon. I'm Jed Kenevan, uh, Emergency Management Chief here in Kansas City. Our Emergency Operations Center remains activated at Level 2, partial activation. Uh, we're operating from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. If you need assistance outside of these duty hours, please call our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. That number, again, is 816-426-6320. As always, please leave your number and a short message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, work continues on the emergency flood fight action. Uh, that includes the placement of 1,800 tons of rock to stabilize an active scour on the Saline Lafayette levee system, which is located just downstream of Waverly, Missouri. Uh, the local levee sponsor continues to place rock to prevent further erosion of the levee embankment. That process has been very slow due to wet conditions. Now, we continue to receive requests for assistance with pumping, op excuse me, pumping operations. Uh, we are continuing with aerial reconnaissance flights to conduct preliminary damage assessments and we continue to address requests for technical assistance on an as-needed basis. Uh, today we met with the Holt County Commission, the Mill Creek Dyke and Drainage District, and the Big Tarkio Drainage District, all in Holt County, Missouri, uh, to finalize plans to initiate an emergency measure to close the breach along the left ascending bank of Mill Creek and the breach along both the right and left ascending banks of the Big Tarkio River. Now, once initiated, the emergency measure may take as long as 60 to 75 days to complete. The purpose of the project is to restore the banks of the identified streams and to provide temporary levee protection uh, to prevent floodwaters from flowing unabated through areas that would normally be dry. Uh, since mid-March, we've received 83 requests for levee rehabilitation assistance. We're performing damage assessments as conditions allow. We currently expect that we'll have all damage assessments completed by the end of September of this year. And due to the number of levee systems that are damaged, it may take up to two years to restore all the levee systems to the condition that existed prior to the current flooding. We're working closely with levy sponsors and other state and federal agencies to advance levy repairs as quickly as possible. As always, please be aware of the risk associated with living and working behind levies. Pay attention to watches and warnings from the National Weather Service and listen to instructions from your local emergency management system for responders. Thank you. Uh, this concludes my remarks. Thanks, Jeff. I will turn it over to uh, Mr. Mike Swenson from the Northwestern Division Water Management Division. Okay, thanks, Eileen. Uh, reservoir system storage is currently 67.8 million acre feet just above the base of the system's exclusive flood control zone. 11.9 of the 16.3 million acre feet of total flood storage is occupied. System storage is expected to peak within the next week or so as the reservoirs continue to capture runoff from the melting mountain snowpack. Currently, 3% of the peak mountain snow water equivalent remains in the Fort Peck Reach, and 7% of the peak snow remains in the Fort Peck to Garrison Reach. Yesterday, we posted an updated short-range forecast, or what is referred to as the three-week forecast, to our website. The Evans Point releases were reduced from 75,000 to 70,000 CFS at 8 a.m. today. The forecast shows the 70,000 CFS release will be held into July to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. 
Fort Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1363.6 and is continuing to decline. The reservoir is more than eight feet above its normal summer operating level. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 61,000 CFS and are expected to range from 61 to 66,000 CFS over the next week. Big Bend releases are currently about 51,000. Releases will range from 43,000 to 53,000 CFS over the next week. Hawaii Reservoir is at elevation 16, 16.5 and is continuing to decline but at a slower rate, mainly due to increased releases from Garrison. The reservoir is nine feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Oahe are currently about 54,000 CFS and will range from 54 to 55,000 CFS over the next week. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1851.7 and it appears to be nearing a peak as runoff from the melting mountain snowpack is captured in the reservoir. The reservoir is currently 1.7 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases from Garrison were increased from 41,000 to 46,000 CFS earlier this week and are expected to remain at that rate through July. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2246.1 and appears to be nearing a peak as runoff from the melting mountain snowpack is captured. Reservoir is 0.1 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck will be increased from 9,000 CFS to 10,000 CFS tomorrow, and then to 12,000 CFS late next week. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and will make any necessary release adjustments as the summer progresses. Monthly runoff and reservoir regulation studies will be updated and posted to our website next week. Thank you, and that concludes my update. Thanks, Mike. We'll now move to the question and answer session. Um, it sounds like we're still having some phones that are not on mute. So again, um, you may want to use your phone's own mute function. Please don't place it on hold. Um, we'll start with congressional delegation members, tribes, states, and officials and local government, and then we'll move on to the press. And we'll move through uh, the states in alphabetical order. And then, I'm sorry, I missed Kevin Lau. We have him on today. Kevin Lau, I'll turn it to you first. I'm sorry. Okay. I've been missed before. Um, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service, um, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. I'll just quickly go over the uh, rivers uh, that we still have flooding ongoing. In South Dakota, we have flooding ongoing in the James, uh, in the state of Iowa. Uh, the Big Sioux has re-entered uh, uh, flooding due to uh, the rains that we received. On the state of Kansas, we have ongoing flooding along the Big Blue and the Black Vermilion, Republican, the Smoky Hill, and the Meriden State. state of Missouri, we have flooding on the Grand, Walkendall Creek, Osage, and Sac. And along the Missouri River itself, we have flooding from Nebraska City to the mouth with the exception. Kansas City Reach. Over the course of the next seven days, um, again, uh, same story. We have uh, chances for showers and thunderstorms um, all uh, during the next seven days, off and on. Uh, however, uh, if you look at the total, seven-day total, it should be two inches or less 
at um, at any location. So um, I guess that'll conclude my uh, my comments. Uh, pending any questions. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. All right, we're going to try again with the questions and answers. I apologize. This is just not my day today. Uh, all right, so we'll start with the state of Iowa. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state local officials, local government. I don't even think you need to press star six to come off mute. <laughs> state of Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Nebraska. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming. Okay, moving to the media. Iowa. Kansas? Yes, I have a question. Can you guys hear me? Yes, thank you. Uh, my, name is Steve, my name is Steve Vockrad. I'm a reporter with the Kansas City Star. Question, uh, my question is, have there been any preliminary uh, cost estimates uh, as it relates to overall damage from flooding this year that have been developed so far? Um, are you looking for specifically in the uh, Kansas and Missouri area, or are you looking for basin-wide overall? Uh, in, along the Missouri uh, Missouri River Basin, generally, if it's just for Kansas and Missouri, that's fine, too. Uh, Judd or Tom Brady, do either of you have uh, yeah. information you can provide? Yes, sir. So the, uh, based on the project information reports that we've completed thus far, and that's where we get our where we do our economic feasibility analysis, just the uh, PL 8499 costs, that is for the repair of damaged levees. It will be right now. We're estimating at 1.15 billion dollars. Uh, that number will change because there's many levees we haven't had access to. That was Tom Brady with the Northwestern Division. But, so that is a preliminary estimate based on the levees we've been able to see. And that's just for that's just for levee repair. Damage yes, repair. And, and it. That the a lot of that a lot of those estimates are based on uh desktop recons because we're not able to get to the some of those levees that are underwater. So we don't have a full uh magnitude of the damage. And so until the until we get ground truth, we really can't give you a a, a good target of amount. Okay. And, and are question. those just are those just levees along the Missouri River? That that includes the Platte and the Missouri of the levees that we've been able to assess thus far. Gotcha. That sounds like that number was likely to go higher then, correct? Uh, very, very much likely I would take a guess at, yes, sir. Okay. There, there could be some costs that go down because when we find see the damage uh, on the ground, then we may find that we are able to uh, cut back on some of our estimates. But that's just something we won't see. We won't know until we can get engineers out on those 850 miles of levee. Got it. Hey, any more questions from the state of Kansas? Missouri? Nebraska? Yeah, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Hey, Nancy. Hey, follow on to the question about costs. 
Um, the 1.15 billion, is that for complete and total repair, or is that uh, just the initial repairs that you're you're doing right now? This is Tom Brady. So that that is for the restoration of the levees that we have been able to assess. And again, that number, I want to emphasize that number will change once we get boots on the ground and we're able to actually look at the levees that are damaged and assess what it takes to repair those. Right. But by restoration, you mean whatever work it's going to take you over the next couple of years to bring them back to what they were? That's what I would estimate. It'll be a couple of years. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then is this the um, uh, 100 of 150 requests that have been determined eligible for repairs? Or is that two separate things? That's correct. The same thing? Yes, it's 100. It's the, the ones that we have been able to assess that are eligible for repairs, and that's a rough order of magnitude cost. Okay. And the remaining 50 you haven't you haven't been able to assess. It's not that you've ruled them out. You just haven't been able to finish your assessment. And we have uh, others that have not yet requested our assistance. We have okay. some in Missouri, in the eastern Missouri, that have been recently damaged. And so we're still getting those requests in. So, yes, the numbers will change. Okay. All right. You don't happen to remember off the top of your head how much 2011 costs, do you, in terms of restoration? I, I don't have that number in front of you, okay. but if you give me your contact information, we'll get back to you and find those numbers. I'll send it to Eileen. Thank you very much, Tom. That's it. You bet. Okay. Any other questions in the state of Nebraska? North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. Any national press or final questions before we adjourn? Okay. We will send a reminder or a cancellation early next week since next week is July 4th and Thursday is a federal holiday. Should that call be canceled, we will pick back up with a call on July 11th. Thank you, everybody, for your participation today, and we'll talk to you again soon.